everybody, and welcome to Unfailing Love with Kim. If you haven't got your coffee yet, you know the drill. Put me on pause, go fix it, and meet me on the couch. So today, we are going to be talking about empty nesting. But before I get to that, I am going to go over the scripture for the week, the passage for the week. And I'm taking you to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And I think this is so important right now in everything that's going on in our world between the COVID stuff, the protests, even the riots, all the things that are going on. I think it's really important to just remember these words. I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Whew, could we not use that right now? There's just so much, so much out there that is, um, whether to wear a face mask, whether not to wear a face mask, whether COVID is even real. There's a lot of, a lot of people saying that it's just a big hoax. And then there's the people who are suffering, their families are in, in the ICUs on ventilators and they can't even go see them. And funerals are limited and weddings are limited. There's just so much with this whole COVID thing. And then to add the protests that many have turned into riots on top of it. We just need to remember to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. None of that sounds like everybody should be fighting with each other over everything, right? But that's what it seems to be if you look at um, social media, if you look at the news even, if you just talk to somebody that you know and they have a completely different view than you do, and it's just gotten crazy. And I just think we need to get back to that place of remembering who has called us and what has he called us to do? He has called us to love, right? That's what this whole, whole podcast is about, is love. So I challenge you this week to just love with humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians chapter four, verse one through three. The entire chapter is amazing. I highly recommend that you don't just stop there and you keep reading, but we have um, some time limits here. So I'm gonna be back right after this short break with empty nesting. Welcome back to Unfailing Love with Kim. I'm so glad to have you here. We are gonna be talking about empty nesting today. I am an empty nester, my husband and I are, and have been for a while, um, but it wasn't easy to start with, I will tell you that. And there's been some, some crazy bumps in the road and um, we've had kids move out and move back and our daughter moved out and moved back in briefly while they were married, which I said would never happen but they moved from California back here to look for a home to, to buy. So they were here for a short time in our home. And so, yeah, we have been through 
so many empty nesting stages, I guess. So let's start out with thinking about how you spent the past 18 plus years while raising your children. So I say 18 plus because 18 would be if you only had one child, right? And they were ready to go out on their own at 18. But usually it's a little bit more than that. And have you spent it focused solely on your kids? Has your marriage kind of separated and you put everything into your kids? It might be mom that puts everything into mothering the kids, or it might be dad who puts everything into their sports or other activities that they're involved in. But many times you don't, you're not involved with your kids together. You're involved with them separately, or maybe only one is really involved. And that just, when the kids are gone, what does that leave you with? I'm going to tell you, it leaves you with a lot of work to do. Um, so where has your focus been? Has it been on God? Has it been on your spouse? Has it been on your children, your job? Where has your focus been? I can tell you that marriages don't disintegrate overnight. Possibly if there's an affair or something dramatic like that. But most marriages don't disintegrate in a day. It takes a lot, a lot of days of not putting into your marriage what you should be. Regardless, love regardless, that's what I say, right? That's my, my little phrase, love regardless of how you feel, how you think, how you, what you believe, how hurt you are. Love regardless of what he or she did or didn't do or said or didn't say. Love regardless. If you love regardless, your marriage will reconnect if, you, if, if it's disconnected, especially if it's disconnected in the empty nest or nesting time. Do you feel like you don't know your spouse anymore? Well, that didn't happen overnight. You slowly pulled away. And maybe you feel like your job has been being the mother or father, and now all of a sudden your kids are gone and you're out of work. First of all, I'm going to tell you, it never changes, or it never ends, it only changes. Your relationship with your children should never end, it should only change. But even when your kids are at home, your spouse should be a priority over your children. So it's time to refocus on God, on your spouse, and on your marriage. Hebrews 13, four through six says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So all of that is saying, don't let things come between you and your spouse, right? Don't let things come, whether it is another person, and that may or may not be an actual affair. It could be an emotional affair. Don't let money and your job to always be greater in your job, always be the best, always be the, the one to beat, maybe in sales or things like that, or you work overtime, not because you need the money, but because 
you want that extra money to play on so that you don't have to deal with your marriage. You need to focus on God, on your spouse, and on your marriage. When the kids leave, let the kids, especially the married ones, find their way with the help of God. You don't have to do all the work now that they're grown. It's time for them to lean on God. Proverbs 22.6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So your job was raising them up, training them up. And now that you're an empty nester, your job is there to support them. It's not to tell them what to do or tell them how to get out of this or that. Because if we, if we are there trying to save them from everything, they have no reason to lean on God. Especially once you have raised your children and they're out on their own and you're an empty nester, it's time for you to let them fly. It's time for you to stand back and just be there when they need somebody to lean on. If maybe they are asking for advice, don't give advice unless they ask for it. Trust me, that's not a good idea. We need to let them be who God has called them to be. Sometimes we're like trying to short circuit mistakes they make. And in doing that, we're again, turning our eyes on our children and not on our spouse. So with your spouse, the first place to start is communication. And I mean really communicating, finding out who they are, what they like, what they don't like, you know, like when you were first dating. So it's okay to flirt. It's okay to try new things. It's okay to date your spouse because if you've been disconnected, it's time for you to reconnect, refocus, and put that love back in your marriage. And when you're communicating, that means you're listening. You're asking questions and you're listening. I don't mean you're looking at them so it looks like you're listening. I mean you're really listening to where their heart is. You need to pray and praise together. If you're not at a place where you can push yourself to do that or push the other person to do that, then do it on your own. <clears throat> Romans 8, 26 through 28 says, The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So if you are called according to his purpose, if you have him in your heart, then you know what real unconditional love is. And it's time for you to start giving that to your spouse, regardless, right? Regardless. You need to have faith in God to help you do this, right? He's there to help you. 
Psalms 44 and 5 says, Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust, who does not turn to the proud, to those who go astray after a lie. So you have multiplied, O Lord my God, your wondrous deeds, your thoughts towards us, none can compare with you. I will proclaim and tell, the, tell of them, yet they are more than can be told. Do you trust in the Lord? Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Don't be proud. Trust in the Lord. And he will be there for you. He will be there for you and he will be there through this journey with you. And it is a journey. All of our marriage is a journey. But when we have walked away, when we have turned our back on our spouse, yet lived in the same house, there's a lot of work to do. And it starts with you. And I don't care whether I'm talking to the husband or the wife right now, because I don't know who I'm talking to out there. Maybe I'm talking to you both. If I am, it's up to you. It's up to you. It has to start somewhere. And if you're listening to this together, then it should start from both of you. Don't back down. Don't let the space that you have allowed to enter into your marriage between your, each other, don't let that continue. Don't let that take over. Let God lead you in, <coughs> excuse me, into loving regardless. Sorry, I have a little bit of a scratchy throat. Need a little drink of water there. <coughs> and trust that the faith that faith in God is enough for you or for your adult children. Sorry. The faith in him is enough for your adult children. They don't need you to lead and guide every step. We talked about that a little bit earlier. You have to trust in God to lead them. And you have to trust your children that you have raised them, that you have raised them up in the Lord. And if you raise them up in the Lord and you give them a chance to fail, I know it's hard. It's hard to watch your kids fail. If you let them fail a little bit and let them lean on God, their relationship will, with God will be that much deeper. And that's where their help should come from. Philippians 4, 19 and 20 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. That goes with your children. My God will supply every need of yours. But we have to let them get to the point of need. So many times we want to jump in and try and fix things before they need fixing. And when you have married children and you see anything that you don't like, you want to go in and fix it, right? Remember, we talked about friendship and family in marriages that we need to allow the uplifting of each spouse in a marriage. We're not there to tear down our son-in-law or our daughter-in-law 
And not that I would, Justin and Kim, I love you guys so much, you're awesome. My kids happen to marry really well, I have to say. They, they married some pretty awesome people and people after God's heart, so that's, that's wonderful. <clears throat> Was it always perfect? No. Will it always be perfect? No. There was a lot of adjustment in their lives. When you blend two lives together, there's a lot of adjustment. But we need to let them make that adjustment and for them to lean on God to do that. We can't keep bringing our children back in before our own marriage. Have faith in him helping to re reconcile you with your spouse. Because that's our goal is reconciliation. That's always our goal. Psalm 46, 10 and 11 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Have faith in him. Be still and know that he is God. And help him to take you and your spouse back to reconciliation of your relationship. Because when we have let it <clears throat> become separate, when we begin to, <clears throat> sorry, that tickle is just there. When we be begin to allow everything to come before our marriage, then we have to step up and begin reconciliation. And the one who can help you is God. Be still and know that he is God and he is there with you. So we talked about communicating, very important. Communication is not yelling at each other. I highly recommend if you were not on when I did um, rules of engagement, that you go back and you find that in the podcast. I'm not sure which episode it is, um, but it talks about creating rules of fair fighting basically. And the biggest rule of all, is failure is not an option. So that means you work on it and you never let your disagreements get to an unhealthy level. And unhealthy can mean physical, obviously that is absolutely unhealthy, but it can also be putting each other down or manipulating each other or um, bullying each other those are not healthy places to be. So if your conversation has got, gotten there, it's time to take a break, cool off, and come back when you're both ready. Enjoy each other. I know, crazy concept, right? Because you haven't done that in so long. It's all been all about the kids or your job or, or friends or whatever. Make it about each other. Think about it like a new relationship because it's going to be a new relationship for you right now because you've let it go dry. Enjoy it. Find similar interests and do those things together. You may not even know what your spouse's interests are anymore. Find out. That's part of that communication. Try some things your spouse likes to do and do them together. Try new things together like dance lessons, learning to paint, rediscover each other. Have you guys ever done those um, 
they're like paint and wine or wine and paint. I don't remember <laughs> how they do them, but um, most of them involve wine. I, I'm not a drinker, but I, during this whole pandemic, I have went on and done a couple of those virtually. And then I started just YouTubing different way, different things to learn to paint. Like I really wanted to learn to paint ocean waves. And they're certainly not perfect, but they're so much better than they were before this all started. Now that's an interest of mine. My husband's never tried it, but maybe that's something we could do together. What do you think, Jim? Um, he's not actually a real artistic kind of guy, but I would love to try it with him. And he loves to go on long drives and see different things wherever. And so I'm not that big into riding in the car, but I want to, I want to do something that's enjoyable for him as well. So for our last anniversary, we went to, we went on a drive, um, went a couple hours away and saw a few things and stopped at a few places and then headed back, back home. And it was, it was very enjoyable because we've gotten to where we are really enjoying each other's company. It'll be a little strange to start with, but laugh together. And what's, when it's necessary, cry together. I've had a really rough week or two. Um, someone I care about very, very much, love very much is very ill. And it's been, it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions. And today my husband walked in and he could just see it. He could see that I was hurting. And he said, just a minute. And he went and set all of his stuff down and he came back and held his arms out to me. And that was the most beautiful thing he could have done. He didn't ask questions. He just held his arms out to me and let me cry and let me talk. But we also just laugh together. Laugh over silly things. Have you ever went out? Now I know during the pandemic, this is a little harder, but have you ever went out and just watched people? So I like to watch people. Of course, I'm a writer as well as a, as a podcaster and an educator and a mom and a wife and all of those things. But I've always liked to sit and watch people walk around like at the mall, watch them. And my daughter would sit next to me and I would just spin a story about what I think was going on in the people I watched. And some had to do with what they were doing and some was just creative, <laughs> I don't know, just creativity, I guess. But we would laugh and laugh, not at the people, but at the stories I created. Because we didn't know the people. There wasn't anything weird going on with them. Purpose to reconcile with each other. If there's only one of you listening to this podcast and your spouse probably won't listen to it right now, purpose to reconcile with them. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God will surpass all understanding and guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If he isn't ready, if she isn't ready to be doing the one loving regardless, then it's up to you and you need to start it. Don't be anxious about it. Pray to God, give him thanks. He will give you a peace as you go through this. Eventually, you'll take on a new role 
the best roles ever. And hopefully your, your marriage is good by this point. And I tell you, this is where we laugh the most together. I'm now Nana and he's Papa and it is the best. If your kids have not given you grandchildren, do not pressure them to do so. You don't know necessarily the whole story. Do not pressure them to do so. Let them make those decisions on their own. And even if your grandchildren come later than you expected, they are a blessing and a joy. And I think if you have to wait a little longer for them, they're even that much more of a blessing. I have three beautiful grandbabies and another one on the way. And I know there may be more as well coming in the years to come, but we just love having them. Like my husband was, he didn't want anything to do with the babies when they were little. I want them back when they're fun, he would say. Well, he is happy to take the, the brand new babies. He still doesn't want to change diapers, but he loves holding the babies, playing with the, the I don't even know if they're toddlers yet. They're not quite two yet, um, the two older ones. And it's just been such a blast. We laugh at the kids. We laugh at each other. We laugh together as we play. And it is an absolute joy. Don't, don't let your marriage slip away before you get to have these grandbabies because it's such a beautiful thing to share together. Make sure that, that you enjoy those grandbabies with your spouse, but don't let them become the main focus, just like with your kids. We love having our grandbabies over for visits, even sleepovers, but we enjoy them together. I would say that our mutual, they are our mutual, try to say this right, mutually the best interest we have together. How's that? <laughs> I have one more scripture for you. It's Isaiah 46, three through four. And the ending of this you'll kind of get because I was talking about grandparents and yeah, anyway. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnants, all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been born by me from before your birth, carried from the womb, even to your old age, I am he. And to the gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear, I will carry and will save. So this is saying that he wants you to still be leaning on him, loving him in our old age, in our, yeah, our old age and our gray hairs. I may have a few of those. Anyway, so really when you are looking at empty nesting, look at that as an opportunity to re-engage with your spouse to date and flirt and have fun with your spouse again. Don't let it be a space that you can never get back to. And if you are not an empty nester and you are putting all of your eggs and your children in that basket, you need to stop it. And you need to start loving your spouse regardless before your children leave your home. It's a lot easier to stay together and stay happy if you do it from early on. Now we had, if you go back and listen to our story in chapter, or chapters, in episode seven, eight, and then there's one a little later with our son, 
But seven and eight, I told my story, and I believe nine was my husband being interviewed about our story and how we came about being here and why this is so passionate for me. We went through some really, really, really hard times. But God brought us back together, and he brought us back together because my husband chose to love me regardless. He loved me regardless for a year with getting nothing in return. Then God started to work on my heart, and I turned and began to love my husband regardless. And we do to this day. We love each other regardless. So that's that's what I... I tell everyone, love each other regardless. So I always give a little bit of challenge. And I, the challenge is, after you did the challenge last week where it was distractions, and I asked that you record how much time you spent in those distractions. And then this week, with that knowledge, I want you to track it again, but with that conscious knowledge of maybe changes you need to make and see if you can see a difference from last week to this week. So that's my challenge for you as well as love regardless. So if you if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me at unfailinglovewithkim at gmail.com. You can reach me at unfailinglovewithkim on Facebook or you can leave a voicemail on the Anchor app or at anchor.f as in family, m as in marriage slash Unfailing Love with Kim, there's a spot there to leave me a message. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how things are going with you. I would love to hear ideas or thoughts or questions about the podcast or about my husband and I, if you have questions for us. Um, I'm usually the only one on because my husband's a truck driver and to get him on a regular basis in here just wouldn't work. So you got me, but if you have a question for him, I would pop him on to answer that sometime during the week. So love to hear from you. So we're just gonna, I'm gonna pray you out and wish you a fantastic week. So Father God, I just thank you that there are ears hearing this. And the ears hearing this, Lord God, may be entering empty nesting, maybe far from empty nesting, but help them, Lord, to, to take this to heart, that you want us to love each other with an unfailing love like you love us. And through this craziness of 2020, that we also remember that we are to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we've been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. I thank you, Lord, that you give us these words to remind us. I thank you that you went to the cross so that we could understand what true forgiveness and grace is and what unconditional love is. We thank you for that and we ask you to help us put a little bit of that in our marriages each and every day. We praise you and we glorify you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Have a fantastic week and I will see you next Friday.